praise God. We'll probably look at Jehovah Shammah next week. The Lord is there. The Lord is present. But I really want to shift, amen, my gears. And I really, you know, felt the burden in my spirit to preach on Jehovah Shalom, of course, meaning the Lord is our peace, amen. How many of you know he's Jehovah Shalom? Nothing missing, nothing broken. Even that word shalom, you know, when it talks about peace, it means to, to be calm. It also means to be whole and complete. That's why the enemy is after the peace that you have because the enemy obviously does not want you to be whole and complete. You better guard your peace with your life, amen? Because it would be a travesty for us to go through life nervous, to go through life, amen, and seem like doubt is always on your radar. That means that you're lacking in the peace department. So today I want to talk to you about peace. We've, we've looked at some other names. We looked at Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is our provider. We looked at um, Jehovah Rofa, which means that the Lord, he heals. We, we looked at Jehovah Nisi, which means that he is our covering, our protection, our banner, our, our covering. Amen. But today I want to look at, again, look at Jehovah Shalom, that he is our peace. Amen. And so, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I potentially might even hit this again next week, but Gideon um, was getting ready to go into battle. But how many of you know when that, right when you're going into a battle, when you're going into a, a, a situation and you're fighting in a place of victory that you got to take peace with you? You cannot go into this next season of your life with, without the peace of God, amen? Peace, I believe, gives you momentum to conquer the enemy. Has anybody ever been in a place where you were in the middle of chaos and you was like, you know what, though? I got peace. I got peace that this too shall pass. I, I got peace that the storm is passing over. So it's not that, it's not that you're, de you're not de denying that, that there's chaos going on, but you're not allowing it to rent space in your head. That's why we have to be careful, church, that we don't let certain things have dominion over us and dominate us. Put up John 14 and 27. Look at this real quick. Let's, let's, let's get into this a little bit before I hit you with these three points. It says, peace, I leave with you. See, I love that, 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 that Jesus didn't just leave us comfortless, amen? Not only did he leave his Holy Spirit, but he left his peace, amen? So it says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. His peace, what a blessing that we can tap into the peace of God. Then it says, uh, not as the world gives do I give to you. Because see, that's temporary peace. That's peace when everything is going good. It's easy to have peace when your money is touching and agreeing. But I'm talking about when your money ain't touching and agreeing and you still got peace. That he is Jehovah Jireh. That he is my provider. That he is a Philippians 4, 19 God. That he will supply. See, that brings me peace. That my God will supply all my need according to his riches and glory. But I know when David said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. That gives me peace that God is working it out, that he's already gone before me, that he's connecting all the dots, that he's crossing every T and dotting every I. I believe that's a word for somebody that's in the house today. I'm here to tell you that God is connecting the dots, that he's crossing every T, that he's Dotting every eye. If you receive that, somebody give God a faith praise in this place. Hallelujah. 
I might be backed up against the wall, but I got peace that my setback is a setup for my come up. How many of you received that? At I feel this thing. Somebody scream, it's passing over. Now give God a big hand praise in this place. Look at somebody say, he can't have my peace. Devil is a lie. You can't have my peace. This is my, my peace gives me momentum in the battle. And I'm in a battle of my life, but I got peace. This is passing over. I'm not even denying the fact that I'm going through. But, but what I am saying is that, devil, I see you, but I'm, I'm not going to magnify the problem, but I'm going to magnify the problem solver. Amen? Because he's Nisi. Come on, he's Nisi. Jehovah, Nisi. My banner, my protection, my, my covering. But let's get into this. He's Jehovah Shalom. It's his nature, his character to show up with peace. Let's, let's, let's go back to John. We didn't even read it all. John 14, 27. It says, uh, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, not as the world gives to you. Let not. Your heart be troubled. Life is too short for you to be walking around here troubled. And you an heir? And a joint heir with Christ, fearfully, wonderfully made, creating his image in his likeness, made a little lower than the angels, and your heart is troubled? Listen, all of us have been through them seasons and going to probably go through some other ones, but then that's where we like, Mm, Got to put that on pause. Tell the devil, no, 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 no. Uh-uh, this is just temporary. So uh, I'm not going to even allow this to dominate and have dominion over me. So it says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't you live your life afraid. Afraid of what? Isaiah 54 and 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That, 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 that scripture gives me peace. Not only that, Psalm 91 and 7, a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come nigh me. That gives me peace that all kind of hell is going on, but it ain't going to affect me because I'm going to keep looking unto God to be the author and the finisher of my faith. There's nothing new under the sun, so I'm not going to panic and lose my mind because the devil then threw something my way. And he threw a lot of things at Daniel. Threw a lot of things at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But they said, not only is our God able, but he will deliver us from this fiery furnace. And he, I like what they said in the next scripture. They said, and if he don't, we still ain't bound down. Look at the peace they had. <laughs> I'm like, see, that's when God began to show up, when you begin to declare, not that if he don't, we still ain't bowing down. In other words, these brothers are like, we sticking to our guns and have peace about it. <laughs> I love it. But let's get into this. Look, look at this. There's been, there's so many episodes in the Word of God where, you know, even when they would come into different cities, they would even greet the people with peace. Look at 2 Peter uh, chapter 1 real quick. 2 Peter 1. 2 Peter 1. Look at verse 2 and 3. Look at this. Look at this. So first, uh, 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, uh, 
go go to um, go to go to uh, yeah second go to the go to verse one second Peter two or second Peter one second Peter one second Peter one hallelujah there we go Simon Peter a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have obtained uh, like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ look at this next verse grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you realize that God can multiply your peace? Peter goes into the, the city and says, grace and peace be multiplied to you. That's my prayer for you this morning, people of God, that God would begin to multiply his peace. Because you know that saying, new levels, new devils? I heard a preacher say one time, new levels, same devil. No, no, no. Them, them demonic and satanic attacks, they increase. So God has to multiply peace. So when you go through your satanic and demonic attack, anybody ever been there before where you like, wait, what mean is this? That's God taking you to another dimension in him, amen, and he will multiply peace to you where most people would flatline, you still standing. You still talking stuff to the devil, talking about bringing on, because Romans 8 and 31 says, if God be for me, who can be? against me. You look at the devil there, the, the flatten his face, tell him, I'm, stand, I'm fighting from my place of victory. You can throw at me what you want to throw at me, but at the end of the day, God didn't multiply peace to my life. That's what God wants to do, people of God. He said, I will multiply peace into your life. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Then look at this other one real quick, and then we're going to get to the three points. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Look at verse 2. Look at verse 2. Look at this real quick. So 1 Corinthians 1, verses 2. So it says, uh, to the church of God, which uh, is at Corinth, those who are sanctified in the Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all who every place call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. Now look at this real quick. Look at the next verse. Grace to you. And peace from God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Look at that. Peace is so, it's, it's so frequently mentioned in God's word that when they would even go into different cities, grace was mentioned. Peace was, was mentioned. Amen? So we, as God's children, amen, we have to know as believers what we have access to. And he's given us access to his peace. Now, my first point is this. Peace helps you not embrace confusion. Go to first, uh, 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 go to first Corinthians 14, 33. So remember this. Peace helps you not embrace confusion. Look at this real quick. First Corinthians 14, 33. For God is not the author of confusion. Because how I many you know there's times confusion is going to come? That's one of Satan's uh, uh, fiery darts that he comes at us with. He comes with the spirit of confusion, but God said, I am not the author of confusion, which lets us know that confusion comes from the pit of hell. Amen? Then it says, but peace. He says, I'm not the author of confusion, but I'm the author of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So number one, peace helps you not embrace confusion. You're not, not, you're not in denial that there's confusion, that there's a setback, that there's drama going on in your life. 
But when it's all said and done, he says, I'm not the author of confusion, which that word confusion means when you're indecisive. It means when you're unsure. You and me have to be sure. See, you got to have that knower on the inside of you. Amen. Even Jesus said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that what? Proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We got to stick to our guns when it comes to the word. I've learned over these years of pastoring that you can word your way out of some stuff. Amen. See, when you got the word on the inside of you, there's a level of peace. That will begin to bubble up on the inside of you because you know God's word works, especially when you begin to work it. Do I have anybody here today at the 930 service? You've been between a rock and a hard place and you begin to work your word. You begin to work the word and watch God move in your situation. Work his word. When you work his word, there's a peace that comes. Because you, you know the word of God says heaven and earth shall pass away. His word abideth forever. I love Psalm 138, verse 2. He says, I magnify my word above every name. He says the, in the book of Psalm to be in awe of his word. But look at that. Look at that. I will worship towards your holy temple, and I will praise the name of your love and kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Isaiah 55 and 11, he said, my word will not return back void. Jeremiah 1 and 12, one translation says he watches over his word. He hastens over his word to perform it. See, when you have a confidence, there's a confidence and a peace that comes with God's word ain't coming back void. He says, I'm a man that I will not lie, nor the son of man will I repent. He even said in the next verse after that, he said he won't reverse it. If he said it, that seals it. So you got to be able to, as a people, stand on what God's word says. And when you stand on that, guess what? Peace comes with that. Because the enemy coming. Put up Isaiah 59 and 19. I ain't even had this written down. Look at this real quick. Isaiah 59 and 19. It says something interesting. Uh, Isaiah 59 and 19. It says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west. And his glory from the rising of the sun. When? Somebody say when. It didn't say if. When the enemy comes in like a flood. The spirit of the Lord. How many know you got the spirit on the inside of you? Romans 8, 11, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of us, amen? And with that spirit comes peace, amen? When you got his spirit, you got peace. So when, not if. I ain't never met so many people in my life. Pastor, I've just, I didn't just been hit with some stuff. Welcome to the club, sweetie. We all done been hit with some stuff. But guess what? I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but in the middle of my stuff, I got peace. In the middle of my stuff, I got joy. In the middle of my stuff, I got power. In the middle of my stuff, I know he's my butler. In the middle of my stuff, I know he's my refuge. In the middle of my stuff, I know he's my fortress. In the middle of my stuff, I know he's a way maker. Somebody need to give God a praise. In this 
Somebody scream in the middle of my stuff. <laughs> oh, he's my bridge over troubled waters. In my stuff, he's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Somebody give God a shout in this place. Somebody scream in the middle of my stuff. In the middle of my stuff. He's a way maker. In the middle of my stuff. <laughs> he's moving on my behalf while I'm sleeping. Because he's a God that neither slumber nor does he sleep. Somebody need to give God a praise. That the God of Israel, that the God of kingdom in the valley, he neither slumbers nor does he Come on and give God a Slap somebody and say he's working on your behalf. If you believe that, somebody put those hands together and give God a now praise. A yet praise. In the middle of my stuff. <laughs> he's working for these light afflictions. These light afflictions that are just for a moment. Though you slay me, yet will I trust thee. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all his ways. He said, I will direct your path. Somebody give God a praise one more time. In this place, in the middle of my stuff, he's got you. A weeping may endure at night, but joy comes in the morning. For he said, I'll turn your morning into dancing. Hallelujah. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh-huh. When the enemy comes in like a flood, I still got peace. I got peace. I heard a lady on the news uh, just yesterday that, you know, the floods hit Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And the lady said, well, we just kind of used to this. We know it's going to be over. That's what she said in the middle of her stuff. And that's Bible, because even the Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 12, think you're not strange concerning fiery trials. But what I love about God, he gives us assurance after floods when that rainbow pops up from the book of Genesis. Can I get, if that don't make you believe in God, because it never fails, here come that rainbow. It don't even rain in Arizona, and it pop up here every once in a while. He like, I assure y'all. I'm assuring you, it, rain ain't even hit your toes. He like, I'm just assuring you, I got you, right? I ain't going to do that again. Even after the first flood, even the Bible says God repented. <laughs> Can you believe that? God repented? And I know people, I ain't repenting about that. You need to, if God repented, we need to be repenting every day. Lord, I repent. 
I wake up in the morning, Lord, I repent knowing and unknowing. I might have looked at somebody sideways, Lord, I repent. Something might have been in my subconscious, I repent. I don't know about y'all, I came from the old school church. They said, you got to be in a state of repentance. <laughs> we know Jesus did it. <laughs> but some of them old school rituals helped us. Can I get a witness? They tell you, you better pray, don't get up, it's too soon. You didn't feel God. Oh, y'all ain't been to the old church. Y'all, see, I didn't been to spiritual boot camp where they would call you out and say, how much you giving this Sunday? I was just with some of my ministers in the back room, and they was the biggest givers at their former church in Chicago, and they'd be like, what y'all giving? I, see, y'all didn't come from none of that. Y'all blessed. I don't put nobody on the spot. How much you giving today, Greg? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, y'all ain't been through nothing. Let me, let, me, let me work this a little bit. So number one, Peace helps us not embrace confusion. Go to Matthew 10, verse 11. Look at this. This is, this is a mind-blowing scripture right now. Look at this. It says, now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. Next verse. And, and when you go into that household, greet it. In that etiquette, you don't just go knock on somebody's door and just walk in. You, you greet them, right? You, there's a, you know, etiquette. You know what's interesting? We live in a different dispensation. I don't know about y'all. I was a 70s baby. So when we grew up and somebody knocked and rang your doorbell, you would get excited. You'd be like, whoa, yeah, get the cake out. You know, everybody had a lemon cake in the house. Can I get a win? Now somebody ring your doorbell. Who is this? What? Did y'all invite somebody to my house? <laughs> you disturbing my peace. <laughs> I think because crime didn't increase. You know, you can, live, you can leave your door open all night. Mosquitoes didn't even bother you. Now I'm lying. Now I'm lying. Now I'm lying. <laughs> Let me get to this text. <laughs> How did we get on that? Oh, they, you greet the people. You, you greet them. Next verse. If that household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, there are some people that ain't even worthy of your peace. Pastor, why is that? Because remember what I said about 18 minutes ago? Peace means calmness, and it also means to be whole and complete. So he's saying, listen, there are some people that are not even worthy. It says, let your peace come upon it, but if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. I'd rather leave you some money than my peace. Did you hear what I said? Because at least I know if I leave you some money, I got a return coming on that. Because he said, if you give to the poor, he said, I'll repay. There's no increase in it, but at least you're going to get that back. So I'd rather leave you a few dollars. But if you over there tripping and crazy, stuck on stupid, parked on dumb, 
He said, they ain't even worthy. Take your peace with you. Because your peace is what comp completes you and makes you whole. Take your peace with you. I'm out of here. Anybody ever been there before? It's interesting because even the Bible says, if possible, with everything in you, it said, be at peace with all men. But I love that Paul gives us an out because he said, if possible. <laughs> Did you hear that, Apostle? <laughs> if possible. In other words, Paul was saying there's going to be some impossibilities. I can't afford to leave. That's what makes me, when I'm in the middle of some mess, and then I'm depositing my, my, my peace into mess, that ain't even being honored, taking my peace with me. About to bounce up out of here. Go, go back to that text. Oh, yeah, th there it is right there. If possible, as much depends on you. Now, make an effort. But if you know if you made an effort and they still reject you, be done. One thing I've learned, just because somebody repents of you don't mean you got to reconcile with them. Oh, let's go get coffee now. Maybe that's not what God wants. Remember, they put you in the jam before. Oh, girl, you know I love you. I was tripping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I accept you, that you repented, that you've had a change heart, change mind, how you dumbed me down and how you treated me and how you emotionally just whooped me and made me feel less dead. But I realize you, Ishmael, I'm waiting for Isaac. Uh, you better hear, I'm, I ought to take up another offering right now. I, I set somebody free. <laughs> go, go back to my text. Go, go back. If that household is worthy, let, let your peace come upon it. But if that house is not worthy, let your peace return to you. Boy, Jesus was a trip, wasn't he? And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words... Bible says don't cast your pearls before swine. Swine in the Greek means someone who chooses to live in their own way. I'm going to do me. Well, you know what? I, you ain't even, this, this word that I got in me is so precious, I'm not even going to go there. I'll get a better response from that concrete wall to my left and right. There it is right there. Yeah, but look at this. It says, whoever... Uh, and, and whoever will not receive you nor hear the words when you depart from that house or that city. Some of y'all, God didn't have y'all leave some cities. you like, I do not. Peace, peace is not even on the radar in Milwaukee no more. I got to go. Some of y'all, I don't even want to do. How many of y'all didn't move from another state? Raise your hand. Just look around. Y'all like, I got to get up out of here. I'm going, I know it's hot in Phoenix. But I heard there's some peace out there. I'm going to have to get used to staring at some cactus, by trees, by grass. Now you got some rocks in your front yard. Can I get a witness up in here? <laughs> Go back to the text. So he said, depart from that house or that city. Shake off. Boy, you better shake off some people. Shake off them haters. Get around some celebrators. Amen? Get away from tolerators and cremators. 
and get around somebody that will celebrate you. When I started kingdom, one of the things my spiritual father taught me, he said, listen, when God begins to move in your ministry, he said, just watch. He said, just watch and make sure big people celebrate me. He said, if they stop clapping, that means they leaving. That's a sign from heaven. <laughs> That's a word for y'all. When God bless you with that vehicle and bless you with that vacation home, you better, when you tell your family, look, see, make sure everybody set, clap. And if they don't celebrate you, get your peace. Whoop. Look at today and say, he preaching now. He preaching. <laughs> Go back to the text. Shake the dust. Anybody had to do that in some relationships? Gotta dust my feet. You liability. Then lied about your ability. Come on, somebody. Thought you was an asset. You just an ass. They guess they would say, Pastor back. back. <laughs> Y'all know I'm halfway crazy. I ain't stupid, but I'm crazy. There's a difference. I got to get to the second point. <laughs> so number one, peace helps you not embrace confusion. Number two, peace will guard you and keep you. Go to Philippians 4, 7. Peace will Guard you and keep you. Look at this. Now go to six. Go to six. I'm sorry. Go to verse six real quick. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious, people of God. Delay does not mean deny. The promises of God are yes and amen. Come on. Apostle Wilson said it last Sunday. God is a promise keeper. He already swore to himself that he's going to do in you and through you and for you what he already intended. The only person that can mess that up is you. Not even Satan, because he didn't been stripped of his authority. He don't even have the keys anymore. Those were taken in Revelation chapter 1. Go back, go back. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Whatever you're believing God for, you need to go ahead and have a conversation with God about it. How many parents I got in here? When your kids, when, when December roll around, they start having a conversation. Can I get a witness up in here? I got about, yeah, about 99% of y'all. And, and you like, and you going, as a parent, you're going to do everything in your power. You'll work overtime. You'll take extra shifts. Can I get a witness up in here? How much more? Matthew 7 and 11 says that if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father bless them that ask? I like that, that, that those that ask him. So Philippians 4, let, not, let your request be made known to God. Now look at this, verse 7. And the peace of God which surpasseth all understanding will guard, somebody say guard, your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus.
peace will guard that anxiety from coming in, that fear from coming in, the unbelief. Because even though you've put your request before the Lord, it hasn't materialized. So he says, listen, it hasn't materialized yet. I got some stuff on pause because your character ain't ready for the blessing quite yet. So I done put some things on pause. I'm not saying no, but I'm going to put some things on pause. Come on. I was in a swap meet in the cafeteria in the gymnasium for three years, eight months, and two days asking God to give me a big church. But it took almost ten years. So I, I kept putting my request before the Lord. And then he said, got to put some things on pause because you ain't ready. Because if I give you, you 60,000 square feet in year one, you'll get the big head. So I'm going to give you an acre for each year, which he gave us 10 acres. We moved in here on our 10-year anniversary because God knows what he's doing. Amen? But before I manifest it, even though it's in your spirit and you know I'm supposed to do it, I'm going to give you peace. Because I don't want you to flatline in your transition. I don't want you to allow the enemy to spiritually suffocate you because it hasn't quite happened yet. So people want stuff premature. We just live in this microwave generation where I just want it today. God like you ain't ready. What six-year-old is ready to start driving? That's why they don't give you a license until you get 16, not six. You look like letting some little kid drive a car at six. They're going to tear everything up. We're going to have some casualties. Innocent folk don't lose their life behind. you putting a six-year-old behind a wheel. I love that, that God says, lay hands on no man. Suddenly. I knew God was calling me to pastor at eight, but it didn't happen until I was 33. I started preaching at 25, but I had to go through an eight-year process. Amen? And I'd have pastors sit on me and was wondering why and then realized I'm glad they sitting on me. Squeeze some of this ego out of me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you get the big head. You preach one good message and I preached a message called Stupid Faith and the Spirit of God fell. I was 25 years old. It was only my second time and the glory fell. I'm like, Jesus, look what I did. Oh, when the bishop heard that, I didn't preach for 18 months. Say, go clean that bathroom again. You ain't ready. Remember them days, baby? See, y'all didn't grow up in that. They gave you a mop and a bucket. Go clean up the church. And you didn't dare ask, well, can I be on payroll? Let me get back to what I'm talking about. Peace will guard you. Anybody live in a gated community? Raise your hand. Be honest. My big ball is up in here. Gated communities. I ain't even turned that corner yet. I saw about eight hands go up. Some of y'all went like that. Y'all like, I don't want these people to know where I live. <laughs> y'all like. <laughs> you like, where pastor going with this? I love gated communities. Why? Because that means you got to have a code to get in. Which means that they don't want just anybody in the neighborhood because you might come in there and disturb the peace. I was in Calabasas one time, and one of my pastor friends, we pulled up to, we, when we, we Googled him, you know, his home, and we were, you know, we put the address in, and we, you know, were headed there, and we didn't realize he lived three doors from Jermaine Jackson and across the street from Britney Spears. I'm like, oh, this is how he doing it. <laughs> Started from the bottom. 
Now he here. Praise the Lord. I'm not hating on nobody. So we pulled up to the gate. There was two guards there. How can we help you, sir? I'm like, I'm here to see so-and-so. They looked at, well, you're not on the list. So they called him. Oh, yeah, that's my friend. Let him come on in. But my point is this. I love the fact that they had guards there because they're not letting nobody come in there disturbing Jermaine Jackson's peace. They ain't not coming there disturbing Britney Spears' peace. And my buddy who lives in there, they, they not, mm-mm. My point is this, that peace will be on duty. You better hear what I just said. If you don't remember nothing else I said today, that peace is on duty. That's why it's time for you to go to bed. It's time for you to go to sleep. It's time for you to, to tell that anxiety, I'm not taking the bed, taking you to bed with me, not one more day. I'm going to sleep because peace is on duty. So, if my friend lives in a community with guards that bring a level of peace to the community, how much more when we serve God? You realize they will arrest you for disturbing the peace? How many of you know that, that, that when you go to a game, sometimes you will see somebody, they won't even have a shirt on, and they'll be bump, hitting their chest like Tarzan and King Kong. And they just, you know. And be, but nobody trips because that environment is conducive to that environment. You don't even, you just look at somebody. <laughs> look at him. He ain't got no shirt on. But if you show up Monday morning in front of Honeywell. With no shirt on. And start beating your chest at 8.13 a.m. in the morning. They call the police. And you will get arrested. And, and, and their grounds of arresting you is they're going to say, you're disturbing the peace. Don't you allow somebody to disturb your peace. The enemy will try to come, but you got to remember who's on duty. And he's got you covered. Why? Because peace will guard you. Look at the scripture again, verse 7, Philippians 4 and 7. Uh, uh, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Will, somebody say will. That's a done deal, it will. <clears throat> what? Guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So the second point is that you, peace will not only guard you, but it will keep you. Go to Isaiah 26 and 3. It will guard and keep you. <clears throat> Look at this. You will keep him. And perfect peace, somebody say perfect peace, whose mind stayed on you because he trusted in you. Peace will keep you. Not only will it guard you, but it will keep you. People ask, Pastor, we, I've seen you go through some things in these 11 years. What kept peace? What, why, why, what? You just didn't give up peace. I think I had some people come through here and raise hell. I'm so glad they gone. Some of them left on their own and some of them I put out. <laughs> you put them out, you better believe it. You disturbing the peace. We had a lady come in here about three months ago. I probably shouldn't even tell you all this story, but I will anyway. She going to come up in here. I came from preachers at L.A. church. I'm not going to even say which one. But she's, and I said, well, praise the Lord. That don't carry no weight with me. 
I'm like, you know, we in Arizona. I don't care what they're doing in California. He didn't call me to that region. Now, God keep them, but I know where God called me. Well, when your children's ministry, they a trip and they do this. And when my church in L.A., they did it like this. And I said, well, woman of God, last time I checked during my 930 and my 1130, we run between seven and 800 children. I want to tell her that church you go to. Oh, my wife said, uh-uh. But I, 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 you, you got to learn James 1.19. Be slow to speak, quick to hear, and just smile. Praise the Lord. But after the fourth time, I said, woman to God, if you disturb the peace one more time in this church, they said you causing all kind of hell up there when you check your kids in. Just check your kids in to come to the big church and stop tripping. What's so hard? How many of y'all checked y'all kids in today? And you just kept it moving. Well, I want to sit and I want to hear what my children is getting. All right, we'll let you do that one time, but you ain't going to get it. We have little church. We got big church. Amen? We don't need you all up there. We got adults. Everybody's been through a finger, uh, a printing uh, 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 process, and ain't no pedophiles up there. Amen? We want to make sure that our children are covered and so on and so forth. We do know what we're doing. We've been in business for a little while. And then she grabbed me by my wrist and was like, I just don't, you need to pray for me again. I said, Greg, send her an email. She told her she can't come back. <laughs> I don't understand. Woman of God, you disturbing the peace. Police had to take her to her car. She's going to still try to come up here. No, it's time for you to go to church on the hill. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor Crazy. <laughs> I can't let you... Disturb the peace. God has given me an apostolic anointing, which means I'm not a passive pastor. If you trip, we're going to trip too. Look at your name and say, we got to keep the peace. Why? Because one word from heaven can cause somebody to get saved. One word from heaven can cause somebody to say, you know what? I'm done smoking this weed. One word from heaven can cause somebody to say, you know what, I'm done living this lifestyle of drinking and I didn't I became a drunkard. But if you causing chaos, that's like if somebody jump up right now. I don't believe nothing you said. I'm going to say, security, get them up out of here. <sighs> because you're disturbing the peace. We need peace. Anybody in this building, you just you need peace. Some of y'all in the middle of some stuff right now, and the last thing you need is somebody tripping in your life. So peace is on duty. Amen? That's why we got police out in the foyer now. We want peace. Some of y'all are like, why do we got police? Well, they didn't ran up and killed nine people in the church back in South Carolina. We hired the police. I didn't pray about it. We got to hire some police. $45 an hour per cop. Maybe we all in the wrong business. <laughs> I got to get to this other point. <laughs> so remember, peace will guard you and it will keep you.
peace is on duty. Peace is like a security guard. Amen? Look at this. Go to um, Mark 4 and 37. My last point is this. Peace gives you authority. Look at this. Pastor, how does peace give you authority? Because if you like me, you, you live for peace. Even my dog, when the doorbell ring and the sheep dog too, bark too loud, we'd be like, sugar, shut up. We got this. I appreciate her though. But calm all that down. I need peace. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Great, a great wind, windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, this is Jesus, asleep on the pillow. They're in the middle of some stuff and Jesus sleep. And they awoke him and they said to him, teacher, do you not care that we perish? Look what Jesus does. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace, somebody say peace. peace. Be still. And the wind ceased, and there was no, there was a, there was a great calm. When he was saying, "Peace be still," he was saying, "Stop. That's enough." See, when you already have peace multiplied to you, you live to maintain your peace. So you'd be like, you know what? Peace, be still. Stop. That's enough. I can't let you disturb my peace. Anybody in the second half of your life, and you like, wait a minute, no. Nah, mm -mm. When I was in my 20s, I was good with that because I was kind of passive and I just let you do whatever you want to do. You just run and do what, no, now I'm in, the, I'm in the second half of my life. Some of y'all in the third half, fourth, listen, I need my peace. I done got a little older. I'm a little more snappy or anybody been there before. You just like, you don't take nothing. Like, I was with my wife at the shoe store the other day. What was that? Uh, Friday. And the lady going to come out, and then she going to go to the lady that was behind my wife. My wife was like, wait a minute. I said, oh, Kelly back. So she back. She ain't sick no more. The, the thyroid has ceased. It. <laughs> Boy, listen, they stopped everything they was doing. Now, back in the day, you just be like, okay. Now I'm like, wait a minute. Like one time I was in first class and they tried to go to this other man about something first and I was, I was like, wait, I was here first. Don't get it twisted. Come on. Oh, sir, I'm so sorry. You better learn how to put people in check and stuff in check. That's what Jesus did. Jesus put stuff in check. Come on, he was speaking to winds and speaking to seas and telling people, amen, rebuking people and calling them the devil. Calling people vipers and stuff. Telling people how much longer must I suffer with you. See, y'all ain't read the Bible. Y'all couldn't have ran with Jesus. Jesus was mean. Y'all couldn't even pray with me for an hour. Remember? They didn't went to sleep on him. He like, y'all, man, what? I got these knuckleheads around me. <laughs> Jesus was a trip. Telling people how much longer must I suffer with you. Matter of fact, he ain't even done. He uses this as a teaching moment. Because they like, we're perishing. 
Look what Jesus said. He said to them, why are you so fearful? Now, y'all know he didn't say, why are y'all fearful? <laughs> no, Jesus went soft like that. That's why you never want to be under a soft pastor. He said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it? You don't have no faith. Clowning. Put them on blast. No fear. Next verse. And they feared exceedingly. And they said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? It's time for you to start speaking to some stuff. Because peace gives you authority. You can speak to that wind in your life called depression. You can speak to that wind in your life called anxiety. You can speak to that wind in your life called doubt. Do I have anybody that's ever had to open up their mouth and say, enough is enough. Devil, you can't have my peace. Devil, you can't have my joy. Devil, you can't have my strength. Devil, you can't have my power. Somebody give God a prayer. That's your neighbor say, arm yourself with peace. Arm yourself with peace. Now give God a 15-second praise in this place. Hallelujah. Somebody scream, peace. Be still. Scream, stop. That's enough. Now give God a praise one more time in this place. Devil, stop. That's enough. That's enough. It's time for you to walk in your authority, people of God, like never before. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for the word today. Seal this word in our hearts, oh God. Lord, we thank you that we're leaving here arming ourselves 